Welcome to Road Trips Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? Hello, Rick. Hello, friends. All right. So the question comes down to what does it mean to leave, cleave, and become one flesh in regards to marriage? Yeah, that's a phrase that is just all over popular culture, right? When people get married, you know, they all hear about, well, I'm going to leave, cleave, become one flesh. It comes right out of Genesis 2.24, all right? These 28 words define what marriage is. For this cause, marriage, okay? Uh, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, okay? Or shall cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Let me explain this to you. This is really great. What God's going to talk about is there's something really unique about that relationship between a man and a woman. And so I would imagine a lot of the friends that are watching this are friends at Merge, which is a great ministry at Watermark, which we'll put links to yep. down here. If you're in the Dallas area uh, and you're seriously dating or engaged, you want to go through Merge. But one of the things that we're going to talk to you about is that um, in marriage, God intends for the two of you to serve him together and to start a life together that honors him, which is why when you join somebody, you want to make sure that they are on the exact same mission that you're on. I, I love to tell people that um, you want to determine who your master is. Once you determine who your master is, that will determine your mission. And then once you know what your mission is, then you can look to see who the mates are that I'm going to join myself with. It's why when Paul was talking about how the church goes on mission in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, he says, don't be unequally yoked. For what fellowship is light with darkness, right? Make sure that the way you do the local church is that everybody's got the same master, that Jesus is Lord, and you're on the same mission to go and make disciples, okay? Because if you guys are going to be trying to do two different things, you got a problem. So in Proverbs verse chapter 24, verses 3 and 4, it says, By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge its rooms are filled with all good and pleasant things. In other words, Rick, if you and I are going to build a house and we got two different blueprints, Gonna be problems. It's going to be a real problem. So make sure that you're yoked to somebody whose mission is to build has the same blueprint for what a, a divine life marriage world looks like. Okay? So here's what I would tell you. In an ancient near Middle Eastern setting, which is where the book of Genesis was given to us, when a man would live with his mother and father, there was um, everything in his life was wrapped up. There was a social structure. His vocation was wrapped up there, his economic well-being. Everything was all wrapped into one. And, and what the Bible is in effect is saying is, listen, when you go to, to give your life to another person, it's got to all be adjusted in every way you can in order to fulfill your covenant commitment to this new person. So this is the way I explain it. By the way, what's so great about this is it gives us all a chance to ask ourselves, how are we doing with our bridegroom that we've covenanted to live with. And so what I'm about to tell you has tremendous applications for every individual believer. And I usually say this to my friends who are thinking about getting married, is that I would never marry somebody who's not already well married. <laughs> well, hey, what's that mean? What I mean is if that person is in an abiding, faithful relationship with Jesus Christ, because he's their master, they're not gonna do well with you. Jesus is a perfect spouse, a perfect bridegroom, and if they can't get along with him, what makes you think they're going to get along with you. In other words, fulfill their covenant commitment. So what's it mean to leave father and mother? In an ancient Near Middle East context, it means to adjust or refocus any relationship or activity that's going to interfere in your covenant commitment to this person that you're entering into a covenant with. Okay? So that just means 
that I got to ask myself, hey, what's got to change? Maybe it's the financial ties I've got to my dad. Maybe it's the way we do holidays. Um, I got to not say to that person, hey, I'm going to do things the way my family's always done it. What I'm going to say is I'm going to do the things that we together are going to begin to pursue what God wants us to pursue. So, so the leaving is adjusting or refocusing. Think about this in terms of your relationship with Christ. When I come to Christ, everything changes. I've got to adjust or refocus my social life, my economic worldview, um, what I view now as my vocation, because I'm committed to Jesus, whatever I do, in word or deed, and we do all of the glory of God. So what about the join to his wife, the cleave piece? Here's the thing. The leave and adjust is everything that was already there. What I tell people is the cleave or the join is to evaluate every new thing that's coming. So um, what I want to ask myself is, is if I take on this new responsibility or activity, is it going to hinder my ability to do what I said I wanted to do, which is to cherish and honor my spouse? So um, with Jesus, before I start something new, I say, how is this going to affect my relationship with Christ? Okay, <laughs> Am I going to be moving away from him by taking on this new opportunity? Then I shouldn't do it. Okay, So leaving is adjusting or refocusing, and cleaving is evaluating every new opportunity by asking myself, will this allow me to uh, grow closer in my affections for Christ or my spouse, all right? So I can be one with them. And that does certainly have the physical component in mind, but it's got relational, it's got spiritual, it's got emotional. And let me just say this to marriage folks who are watching this, and I hope they are, okay? The goal for biblical marriage is not that you wouldn't have an affair, it's not that you would not get a divorce. The goal is that you would pursue oneness, okay? That you guys would be uh, selfless in your love for one another, and the way you care for each other, and that somehow the mystery of the Trinity, go watch the real truth real quick we did in the Trinity, would be somehow evidenced in your life. So the oneness there, that's our goal. Not to be undivorced, but to be one. Good stuff. Uh, listen, in the show notes, we're going to put links. If you're in the Dallas area, like Todd mentioned, we do have a ministry called Merge for folks that are considering marriage or trying to move towards that way. If you are married and you came across this and looking for a great opportunity to strengthen your marriage, we have another ministry called Reengage. We'll put a link there that you can jump in with us. And you can find those in the show notes at realtruthrealquick.com or if you're on YouTube, right there in the description. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see a little button there that says subscribe here. You can click that button and subscribe to our weekly podcast, our weekly YouTube videos, and uh, be notified when we do these every single week. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick. 